Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. In today's episode, I'm speaking to the wonderful Katie Shorankin. Our conversation centered on the impacts of injury and the pressure of expectation, which affect both our physical and mental health. It can be easy to hide behind your sport, and me and Katie are both super passionate about promoting a more open conversation surrounding sports psychology. The most important relationship we have in our lives is with ourselves, and although having passions is fantastic, it can become detrimental if they fully determine our happiness and identity. The underlying message throughout this discussion is about being proud of how far we have come, whilst learning to love both ourselves and our own unique journeys in life. I really hope you take something away from this episode. This is the thing, like, I think it's so great because it's actually just so nice to, like, see you and actually see you. It's so not, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's all been weird being at home, but it's been nice. Yeah, Yeah. all of you at home, are your whole family at home? Um, yeah, but my sister's still up in Newcastle, um, but she finishes her, like, sort of job uh, at the beginning of August, so then she's moving back home after. Okay. Um, she'll be back soon as well, which will be nice. <laughs> so just update me quickly, because you're, you're, have you finished uni now? Um, no, so I've just finished my fourth year. Um, okay. And dentistry is five years. It's quite nice you've got another year left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be devastated if I was graduating this year. Like, obviously, yeah. loads of my friends are my heart goes out so much to all my friends who didn't take a gap year and did a three-year course. I mean, I took a, I took a mid-gap year and I'm doing four years, so I've got two years left. Um, <laughs> but it is mad. It's so mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's it so, is weird. so weird. It's almost like the break I needed, though, do you know what I mean? Like, me and my pals like, doing yeah. dentistry, we're so stressed out. Finally, we've been blessed with this break that we have wanted for so long. Oh, so it was actually really yeah, fun, that's really... But- 
that's a really nice way to look at it actually as just kind of like a nice break but it, it is quite it's quite strange isn't it I just don't know when it's kind of start shifting back to normal it just seems so bizarre I know we'll just have to wait and see it's yeah. just take every day as it comes yeah as soon as I wanted to do this I was like I would love to talk to you I feel like I've always kind of really linked you in the way that we've both been through a lot with running yeah and with the injury it would be such a good thing to speak about because it is so yeah, it, such a physical thing but so it's so mental as well it is obvious but I still just don't think there's enough emphasis on it definitely not I really don't think there is and I think it's really easy to sort of hide behind your sport and sort of pretend that everything's okay and like you just plow through it but you don't realize the toll it takes on you mentally and I don't think people take a step back and realize actually because we started from such a young age as well we were so vulnerable and I think it's only now when I look back at that sort of time I'm like oh actually yeah so we obviously know each other through Surrey cross country scene and also GHS St Cat's rivalry classic <laughs> um, love it yeah. We've known each other for eight, nine years. Isn't that terrible? No, yeah. But you were you were much higher on the running level. That I mean, you have some insane personal bests, and you were number one in the country nationally for yeah. as a for a while. Um, yeah. So, so just like how did kind of how did running come into your life? How how old were you when it started? Yeah. So I think I've always been a sporty person, and um, so. I've always been a swimmer, actually. So I've always been a club swimmer. Um, so I started swimming when I was about four years old. I started with swimming first as well. That's so interesting. Yeah, something, yeah it's quite common, actually. But yeah. Um, and then, obviously, my older sister started running before I did. Um, and then I sort of got into it sort of at primary school when you'd go to those like little cross-country races. And I'll be honest, I absolutely hate swimming. Um, I just love swimming. And I also did taekwondo back in the day. Um, and I did that really competitively so I wasn't really bothered about running all that but I was I was good at it because I was fit from the swimming um, yeah. so yeah so it wasn't actually until like year seven when I got into it properly um, and I joined uh, Aldershot on district running club and then yeah that's probably when I met you really then yeah um, Aldershot, Aldershot was I always just remember it so because I was at Guildford and Godalming and yeah. Aldershot it was a lot more competitive yeah, I think I mean, I'm just bang on with the competitive there. Yeah. Because <laughs> did you get coached, were you coached by Mick Woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my coach was Mick. The big coach name. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like the big hot shot and running. Probably still is, really. <laughs> um, yeah, but he was very well known. That's very good. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I just went for a run with Daisy the Santos. Oh my God, yeah. We were, yeah, we were literally just sat there at the end of the run, like talking about how competitive like our club was. Um, and it's only like when you look back at it now, like you knew, or oh, when you ran for all the shots, like, oh, you must be a good runner. It was actually a really, really hard running club. <laughs> yeah, so much expectation as well. And you're competing to a certain level in sport, I think. Yeah, you're always going to have that level of competition. Um, I remember when I was younger, um, it's actually a friend from swimming, but she used to always call like us her frenemies. So yeah, it was, it is a very competitive environment, even just from training. Um, and yeah, it is very easy to compare yourself to who you're running against and who you're, like what group you're in that day. And but it's probably the same for you guys. In the sense well, yeah, I think it's just, I think for me, I did actually dictate my happiness that day, like with how how I did against a certain person in a race or, or in training or like, which is it's such a shame because now, like I'm actually injured at the moment, but when I've been running recently, 
it's been so much more for me about loving running whereas it took me I don't know about you but it took me so long to like actually just love it yeah I mean I'll be honest I'm still in the process of trying to fall back into it I just sort of took a step back for the first time in forever <laughs> um and I just didn't run for months I sort of just did it just I think I needed to prove to myself I didn't need it in my life and it didn't dictate what I did and who I was so I sort of called it quits for a little bit um, just worked on myself and like other problems I had um, so it's actually only recently so at the beginning of lockdown I was like yeah I'll get back into running and see how it goes and um, so yeah I'm just learning to love it again it's, it's exactly that I just want to be able to enjoy it again and not have that sort of competitive outlook on it yeah yeah I agree I just want to be doing what you're doing as well just enjoying it for now yeah I love it. So it was so horrible for me that I couldn't run. But I think the injuries, in a way, were kind of like, take a step back from it. It is such an identity thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's so hard not to make that. And I remember having conversations with friends at school when I was not in a good way. Them being like, running is, you're not running. Like, you are your own person. That's just something you love. And I just couldn't see it. I was like, if I can't run, like, that's, I'm not me. (laughs) I can totally relate to that. Especially when you're at school. It was, so when you were younger, it was either, it was like school and your sport and your sport was who, it was like your extra thing. It was like, yeah, you could go out your boundaries and show people, look who I am. I became that runner girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does really define you as a person. Yeah. So get, do correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember you, did you have a, a foot, did you have a stress fracture in your foot? Yeah. So was that the beginning of like 2013, I think? That's quite a while ago. Um, yeah, I picked up a stress fracture in my ankle. Um, so that was sort of like my big first injury. But that time wasn't so bad because I was still swimming competitively at clubs. I was on the bike and things like that. So I think having that injury at that time, I was quite positive because I was like, oh, I've still got my swimming. Like I was really working really hard at that. And I was like determined to get back at it. But yeah, and then that was a sort of, yeah, after that, then I also, those years to come after that, I got a stress response in my shin. And then I had this sort of stress injury of my back where it was like my lower back and I had fluid building up in my joints. So yeah, picked up a few bad injuries since then. But yeah, that was my first big one was the stress factor in my ankle. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like when I, my, my hips, I'm very happy with how they are at the moment. Like I'm so great. Yeah, yay! Thank God. Finally, <laughs> I'm still I'm still conscious of them, but I think that is just like such a mental thing when you've had pain in an area for so long. Definitely. Um, but I remember I had a DEXA scan. I don't know if you have one before, and they looked at the bone density in my hip, in my hips, and my pelvis. And they were like, oh yeah, it's a quarter of what it's meant to be. And I was like, what? This was actually between um, my main hip surgeries, but I, I actually got female athlete trial. I think that was the, kind of that, that mentality for me. I was like, if I'm lighter, I will run faster. Um, yeah. I think as a female runner, you definitely always have that sort of, you'll go through that phase for sure. 100%. I mean, like you look at our top athletes, like our top female elite athletes in Great Britain, like they are really slim and obviously they are training like crazy so it's natural but when you're a 13 year old girl you shouldn't be looking to be like that you're sort of hit puberty and you're like oh my gosh why am I gaining weight and then you're like because it's natural like my hormones are changing and I was really lucky actually um at that time um I don't really remember Lily Partridge she's 
been doing marathons in the past couple of years. Um, and I will just always be so grateful for her. Um, and we were so lucky to have her at the club at the time. And she used to do a warm dance with us sometimes after a training session. And she would, I just always remember this one session and she was talking about it and she was like, girls, like, you all need to remember that your body's going to be changing in the next two years. It's natural. It's what females go through. And I think I'm always, I always remember it because I was always so grateful for that because if I didn't have an older athlete that I looked up to as a younger athlete, and if I didn't have that, her telling me my body will change, then I would have been in the situation and be like panicking, like, why is my body changing? Like wanting to be slimmer. And I like always am so grateful for her for that because she taught us that it's normal and come from her. It was like, oh, well, it is fine. It's okay. Which, yeah. So we were really lucky to have Lily. What a fantastic role model. <laughs> yeah, that's, she that's was great. <laughs> we need more people like her. <laughs> Definitely. I know. She's amazing. <laughs> I remember at one point you were doing triathlon a lot. And at that point I was like, triathlon, I think I'd really like it. Um, so have you been doing, you've been doing triathlon at, at Dundee, haven't you? Yeah. So, so when I went to university, um, I was sort of struggling with what sport and whether like sort of running was for me at that point and stuff like that. So I thought I'd go to university and just try something new. Um, so I always, always swam always ran for the past like 10 years um so I was like do you know what why not get a bike and give it a go um so yeah I was, I've been a part of the triathlon team since first year um and I was the captain last year I can say I've only actually done one triathlon in my life but <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really keen on like that you get like aquathons and triathlons and things like that um but yeah it was just something different and it was just a nice environment to be part of like a club and yeah so I would definitely recommend triathlon to someone like you if you've got swimming and a running background. Cause it yeah, is. I don't know about like even at Edinburgh. It's one of my one of my best friends. He does um he does a lot of triathlon, and it does just seem a lot less pressure than the running club, which is nice yeah. as well. A bit of a mix of training is so much better for people who are a bit more injury prone, like getting the cross training in. Yeah, so that was obviously a big thing for me as well. It's just sort of easing off on just running and sort of actually just spreading the load across different different sports so and throughout all of this I actually did I recorded with my friend my friend Jess who will be listening you'll enjoy that podcast she's really lovely we were talking a lot about the link between mental health and exercise throughout all this and just like generally like like with mental health at uni and stuff like how how is mental health been for you throughout this kind of whole process so yeah my mental health has been a big thing for me in the past few years um I sort of noticed sort of my mental health dipping sort of after I had that first injury. So after that first stress fracture. Um, and obviously, so I came back after that. And then I sort of told you about the other injuries I had in the years after that. Um, so I was sort of getting to a point where it was like two steps forward. And I was like, finally felt like I was getting back to fitness. And then another injury would be chucked in there. Um, or I'd get pain back from like a past injury and stuff like that. Um, so it was very much like two steps forward and then like a million steps back. <laughs> so, yeah, so I sort of noticed that my mental health was declining after that. Um, it was probably sort of at the time I had a lot of pressure on my, or, like, or put on me sort of from my coach, from my family, like even from my friends, like you say, like, yeah, I had a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and it's never easy coming back from injuries. Um, you're never where you want to be you're not where you used to be 
um, and obviously everyone remembered me as like oh the person who would always win a race so it was just very much in those years a lot of pressure um, and and it wasn't just pressure from people around me like I put that pressure on myself as well so ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If I missed a training session, like, I was made to feel guilty for missing that training session. Or sort of, if I didn't do well at training that day or at a race. Like like you said earlier, dictational mood, like, people were disappointed like my coach would be like oh it wasn't a great great session for you today and you're like no so it was tough and in that period like yeah my mental health did take a big dip um but you're like you're growing up yeah I feel like things that coaches and people say obviously their intentions are so good and they just want us to become the best we can but I think there's so much it's so easy to put pressure on yourself that when you're growing up I don't know if it's just me not seeing it, but I just don't see enough of the psychological care in in these kind of environments. Yeah, I actually, like, you couldn't have put it better. I just, I couldn't agree more. It is, it is hard when you're trying to perform to a high level and you are at a vulnerable time in your life. You're growing, you're taking GCSEs, you're doing what at the time seems like the world's biggest exam ever. <laughs> and, like, you're getting new pressures on your life and it is something that's not spoken about enough. I remember it got to a point where like when I was injured, it was always like, oh, make sure you don't gain weight. And it was like, I'm 15 years old and I'm already super underweight. 
me actually gaining a few kilos whilst injured was probably a good thing but at the time it was sort of frowned upon and it's only looking back now I'm like oh that's really not good it is something that should be spoken about more and I think that's why I was like I really want to speak about this because it's just it's hard stuff like it's really sensitive stuff I think it's so great that you're so open about it I literally love it so much um, it took me a long time to get there <laughs> no, but that's, like so amazing I think it's the coolest thing ever because it is I think it is genuinely things that so many young athletes go through and it's just it's kind of always underlying but never quite on the surface and I think it's just yeah. I think if everyone just spoke to you about it more openly and just in a more kind of positive and just like accepting and loving way it would just be so much less of a taboo hopefully hopefully in the future that would that would maybe happen but how did you like so with with your mental health like have you have you developed coping mechanisms because as you say you were like oh it's taking me time to be able to speak about it so clearly like moved forward and you're feeling better Um, yeah so coping coping wise how did how did this kind of come around so yeah it took me honestly for the first couple of years I didn't cope at all I'd get so anxious to go to a session. Um, I'd be like paralyzed, feeling sick to my stomach. I didn't want to go for a run. And that went on for a, a while. I don't know, yeah, I just found it really difficult. Um, so that is normal to not be able to cope early on at all. Um, so I, I dipped in and out, obviously, trying like stop self-help books because I was like, okay, well, I know something's not right. And I've tried like, I've been to counseling, um, I've tried medication. Um, more recently um I've been working with a mental health nurse and that has probably been like my saving grace and I recently got discharged actually so I was really happy. oh congrats babe I'm so <laughs> proud of you um, thank you um but yeah so I think a sort of coping wise I have picked three things for this best guest ever <laughs> yeah so I kind of wanted to pick three things that sort of like you can do it every day um they're sort of daily things that I like doing as well and it's just for people who are suffering mentally or also people who aren't like you could feel on top of your game these kind of things are so great because they're for people who maybe don't struggle with their mental health too much but then have some days where they don't feel great because that can be really intense I think if you don't struggle with your mental health and then have a day that's not good then it's really great for the people who do struggle with their mental health who don't know what to Mm -hmm. do but I love it hit me hit me with them (laughs) My number one is actually something that my best friend Daisy, so Daisy Defensos, so she used to run as well. Um, and it was a few years ago. And we were sort of talking about like sort of negative outlooks on yourself and like in your body image, just like as you are as a person. Um, I don't forget she turned around to me and she was like, yeah, well, sometimes Katie, you just have to sort of fake it till you make it. And I was like, what? <laughs> this sounds really weird. And I'm like, what do you mean fake it till you make it? And she was like, well, sometimes she was like, you'll start from a place where you feel really rubbish about yourself. And I did. I had no self-confidence. Um, I felt like a failure. I didn't think highly of myself at all. And she was like, yeah, so what you need to do is just start off one day and just tell yourself you're great. She was like, just keep telling yourself how great you are. Um, she was like, tell yourself you look good in that outfit today. She was like, look in the mirror and just do it. She was like, that's what you're going to do. You just fake it till you make it. And so I started doing it and I was like, initially you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, you're, you're happy today. Like you feel great today. Um, so yeah, so sort of in a basic way is something I do every day. Um, is positive self-talk. So I sort of just 
look myself in the mirror and I like to wake up in the morning, look myself, look at myself in the mirror and just say something good to myself. Um, and it's honestly helped me so much, like boost my confidence in myself and think more highly of myself as a person. And yeah, and it sort of just sets your mood for the day as well. I might start doing that, looking in the mirror and actually saying it to yourself rather than just kind of saying it to the world. You should hear me in the morning doing these meditations of chanting. My dad's like, are you okay? <laughs> um, oh, no. I think that's so yeah. good. I love that. Yeah, it's so easy to do as well. Yeah. It takes one second. I'm definitely going to start doing that. Okay, number two, yeah. let's go. <laughs> so number two is sort of sitting down at the end of every day and reflecting. Um, so I bought myself a little book. That's easy. Um, and I, each month, I just write a pretty little page, I draw a little picture that relates to the month. Um, and then at the end of every day, I just write down one good thing that happened that day. Um, so I could have had the worst day ever, but I will find something good about that day. And I think that's what's so important because like for so long, I have struggled so hard to find a positive. So yeah, so it could be I had a really good meal today or uh, had a great day out with my friends at the beach or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so even on bad days, there's always something good. So I think that's always something really nice for people to do and it's also really good like I showed my boyfriend and he was like this is so nice because you've actually just kept your favorite memories in a book as well and I was like yeah that's so nice and you're so right even in the worst days there's always somewhere to direct gratitude towards that's yeah, so nice. really enjoyed doing that actually so nice and yeah so number three <laughs> um <laughs> so my last one is this is all a vague one but it is sort of just listening to myself um I think it's really easy especially uh, well, something I've suffered with a lot in the past and I think it's just a lot I think it's very easy for people to do these days but it's sort of just pleasing everyone around you before yourself there's nothing wrong with that obviously <laughs> be a kind person be nice towards others but I was so quick to like please everyone else around me um that actually became really detrimental um so sort of now it's just like sort of think about my decisions more before I make them even if it's hanging out with friends one day and I'm really not feeling like it I'll just say no so yeah is that something that I think everyone could probably do in their lives is just actually listening to yourself and if I don't want to go like there's phases where I don't want to go for a run sometimes and I don't force it I just don't do it and then sometimes I'm not, not running for days but that's okay just listen to yourself <laughs> there's a difference between being selfish and being self-loving it's striking it's that different. yeah, yeah it, is. it is but it's I yeah. think that's so good oh those are so good <laughs> I love yeah, that those are sort of my little things but yeah just three little simple things that I think everyone could do well so I have these three concluding questions but you've kind of answered the first one because the first one is what one thing you do daily to make yourself feel your absolute best so I feel like you've kind of answered that with, yeah. a, with a triple answer which I love yeah so those are the things that I do daily. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you, you do daily, just like a practice? Well, I actually took up yoga. I have, you know. <laughs> um, oh God, how exciting. I've been in 40 because so I was like, it's going to be stressful. And my sister actually started doing a bit and she was like, I think you'd really love it. And she was like, I think it'll really help with your sort of mental health and things like that. So that wasn't a daily thing, but that was sort of a weekly thing that I sort of told myself to do, that I'll do it at least go to one yoga class at this local place and me at uni, um, which I did. And I really, really enjoyed it. 
it's always so you know people always like oh try meditation for your mental health I always struggled with that and I always I use the headspace app and things like that but I just found it kind of hard but it wasn't until I started yoga and I realized actually for an hour I can sort of just switch off my brain and it was just so nice I think that's the thing with yoga though is that it even though it's not like technically people wouldn't think meditation and think about like the moving yoga but you're actually mm-hmm. like you are switching off in that hour and you are meditating but you're just doing it in a different way yeah, yeah that's something i found um yeah really helped me as well it's just such a good time to be present because you're just thinking about each pose and how you're gonna how you're moving your body and how you're positioning that you don't really actually yeah. it takes your mind off like it automatically takes your mind off oh i need to be doing this so those headspace apps sort of almost force you to meditate and force you to switch off but I wasn't trying to switch off I naturally did it like you said and you're focusing on like your breathing and your poses so yeah that was something I'd actually recommend to anyone <laughs> no I think that's good because I do obviously some people love meditating like I actually yeah actually, I think I actually got into meditation maybe before yoga just because I I think mm-hmm. because I used to pray because I used to pray a lot slash still do I find I kind of connect quite easily into meditation but actually I do think that for a lot of people I think a lot of people would benefit mentally from yoga like you're saying because it's not Mm. you're not being like right I'm now meditating and it's more yeah it's less it seems less intense I think so I think that's actually really that's such a good thing to come on to yeah the next question I have is what is a goal that you have or a way you want to grow in the next year so obviously this year's been a bit crazy yeah that's actually a question that my mental health nurse asked me on one of my first appointments and she was sort of like what is your goal like what do you want to achieve from us working together and stuff like that yeah and it was at the time I sort of discovered like a big part of my anxiety was linked to perfectionism so sort of I would always strive for perfection and like really high standard of things um but then I was always worrying about like what other people thought of me and in turn, like I became very self-critical. So I think the first thing I said to her was like, honestly, the one and only thing I want to achieve from this is sort of improving my relationship with myself. I still have rubbish days. So yeah, I'd say that's still my goal is just to continually improve my relationship with myself, to accept myself, not be self-critical because that was a really big thing for me. And that's a goal that we're, that, we need for the, our whole lives because we can all, literally always love ourselves more and we have all these plans laid down I think I think me I don't know if this if you felt like this but going to maybe going to schools like GHS and St Cat's where it is kind of all structured it's yeah. like we have these standards we all, like everyone goes to university everyone goes on to massive careers we have all these girls coming back who've done these amazing things yeah. And like you're, con- you're literally just thrown into it, like nothing against the schools. Like I'm very privileged to go to that school, but yeah. you're kind of thrown into this environment of not, maybe not necessarily they are being like, we expect this from you, but you do automatically kind of develop this idea of I'm expected to go far. But actually, ultimately, all we need is to love ourselves because that's the only thing we are actually in control of. Like things change around us. Like we can't control it. You speak my mind. I love it. I just, yeah, could not agree more. Like, yeah, going to schools like that, it was super competitive. And like you said, it wasn't necessarily they force an expectation on you, but like naturally you did have that. And it would, you would let it get to you and you would feel like an underdog. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just making sure that relationship with yourself is strong enough to sort of make sure that those things that you can't control don't affect that. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so final question. Mm -hmm. Do you have a mantra or a quote that you align to in life for positivity? I do. And it's about happiness. So the quote is, happiness is letting go of everything you think your life should look like and celebrating it for everything that it is. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's something I can really relate with because even now I have this outlook on my life and I think I could control it and I think it should be this and that. And then it sort of hit me when I read that. I was like, do you know what? Actually, I never celebrated those races that I won. It was always what's next. I should be really proud of myself for getting into dentistry. Like I never was. And I think because I've always had that mindset of like, how can I improve? Like, how can I make it more perfect for next time? Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I really, really like is that actually let go of what it, you think it should be because you need to celebrate it for everything that it is. Yeah, we're always thinking, how can we, how can we do the next thing? And, and like you say, yeah. you, you have achieved so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so something I've learned. So yeah, yeah, that's one of my favourite quotes. Oh, it's so amazing. Everyone else will like it. Yeah. No, they definitely will. That is such a lovely quote. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. I think I'm going to write it down actually and put it somewhere. <laughs> it was on your, one of your recent Instagram posts. And I think you put some little affirmations. And I love the one it's like, you're on your own path. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to write that in my book. <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it is our life. We are a, in a position now where we, we make decisions and like they should be for our growth and not for people other people to accept us or see us in a certain way yeah it's it's good validation from others yeah. yeah what i've loved speaking to you about so much is that throughout the whole conversation i've seen that you have had this this positive drive of wanting to heal your relationship with yourself even when you have off days you'll still have that it's so clear to me that you've had that throughout everything which is so amazing oh i think you're awesome too <laughs> thank you so much for coming on it's actually been the best thing ever I've loved it. I really enjoyed it. Actually, oh, sort of just sitting God. down and thinking about these sort of things. Actually, in itself, is sort of really healing in that way. Sort of, it, yeah. it sort of reminds you of how far you've come. Yeah. Um, which is a really good thing to do. Oh, thank you so much. So good to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 